0: How the heck are you dr Christopher Ryan? I'm all right how, what's what are you up to, man? what part of the world are you
1: in and how's quarantine life treating you? uh it's treating me pretty well you I, you know how it is when you're a writer, you're always in quarantine, right like <laughs> writing is is that's what life is like uh, I'm in a tiny little town in in Colorado at about eight thousand feet elevation and um it's great. It's it's a perfect place to be. Rented a, a house here and, uh, you know, you can go hiking and ride your bike and cruise around in the mountains and you're not going to run into anybody. No problems with social distancing and all that. So, you know, go to the grocery store once every couple of weeks. <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is that you've been quarantining before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm an old, old school OG quarantiner. Yeah. Yeah. So, so,
0: uh, the town you're in right now, um, what's the, what's the COVID count? Zero. The whole county is zero. <laughs> That's awesome. Mariah and I are in, uh, Montana, um, in a town about an hour south of Missoula where her parents live. And yeah, the whole county, um, it's got like two cases. Uh, but people in Montana seem to like a lot of the population here, um, have vacation homes so like the biggest uh the biggest spread of the virus right now is in gallatin county which is big sky i don't know if you've ever heard of that in montana yeah. but it's uh it, it's the biggest because people fled from whatever city they were in whether it was new york or whether it was los angeles to go to their vacation home but then they started spreading it in in that county in montana but but we're, we're far away from there we're doing well man so, I, I uh, when I reached out to you, I, I wanted to talk about um, just mental health. I, I think that, well, I think we're all going through it. Um, I don't know, maybe you're not, but I am. <laughs> I uh, I got to say, when when Mariah and I, we live in Hollywood, and when we when we were in Los Angeles, um, I was firing on all cylinders, man. Like, uh, what I mean by that is. Uh, Josh and I just finished a book. I've been exercising. I've been creating. I've been practicing my Spanish. I have been, uh, writing. I mean, I've been doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, but there's like this looming depression that, that was kind of creeping up on me since I've been in Montana. I have not felt that. And I just, you know, I wonder why that is if it's because I'm not in the fresh air because I don't feel the pressure of being in Los Angeles, but you know, I'm not, know I'm no, am not the only one kind of going through, uh, going through that, that feeling. And I guess, you know, how are you, how are you doing with your mental health? And do you got any insights on, you know, how this is having an effect on
1: people worldwide with, with their mental health? Um, well, personally I'm, I'm fine. I'm probably drinking a bit more wine than normal. Uh, but you know, <laughs> what else are you going to do? Uh, right. You right. Know, um, but uh no I'm, I I feel okay um I feel very lucky that I'm not trapped in an apartment with kids um you know mm-hmm. 24/7 or with uh, a partner that I'm not comfortable with you know I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are dealing with um underlying issues that uh, are being amplified by the the current situation you know so if someone's in a relationship that's kind of shaky, um, this is not going to help, you know. Uh, right. If you're avoiding uh, conversations and issues and, you know, you, you're, you sort of use your work to distract yourself from uh, things that really need to be dealt with, uh, this is a great opportunity. But it's also, of course, a huge challenge to you know, have those sorts of conversations and, and be trapped in an apartment in a city or something. I I really feel for people in that situation. Um, but you know, as far as the world goes, I think that, um, you know, I have no data, uh, to base anything on. So I'm just, you know, sort of talking out of my ass here, but, uh, I think that, (laughs) this situation is exposing a lot of um, the cracks in the foundation of Western civilization. I mean, you know, I just published this book, Civilized to Death, so this is kind of my, you know, perspective on things. Um, But for example, in the United States, it's uh, some of the lessons that have been, um, you know, that, that we could be learning from this are, first of all, that People who work in grocery stores and uh, drive trucks and, and do these sorts of invisible jobs deserve a lot more respect and pay than they've been getting, uh, you know, mm. warehouse workers at Amazon and delivery people. And, you know, they're keeping the country running right now. They're keeping us fed. Um, nurses, uh, you know, healthcare workers of all sorts, you know, the people who are cleaning the floors in hospitals and. You know, they get nine bucks an hour. Well, they deserve a lot more than that, for sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's something that I think we need to wrap our heads around going forward. Universal health care. I mean, we are as vulnerable as our sickest neighbor. That's really mm. been made clear. And so, you know, you're asking about mental health. I think people feel a sense of vulnerability and uncertainty, um, which is certainly, uh, you know, creates anxiety. Um, But on the other hand, I think those are appropriate feelings. I think those feelings were appropriate six months ago, but we were just too uh, intoxicated by normality to notice it. So maybe now we're sobering up and starting to see the world a little more clearly, which is ultimately a very healthy thing.
0: Definitely, I I think it's interesting how in your book, civilized to death. I thought about you when this whole quarantine thing broke out because I was like, oh, this is exactly what Dr. Ryan was talking about in his book and how civilization is has kind of been these incubators for uh, these diseases that that cause these pandemics. Um, yeah, I uh, I think that life is going to be a lot different. Um, I, I totally agree with you about uh, how it's really showing you know, it's just showing the world through a different lens. And I hope once we're out of this, whenever that is, I mean, it could be, it's funny. You just, you know, they want to open the country up, what within the next month, um, however, there's not going to be a vaccine, you know, at the earliest it'll be ready in the spring. Um, and there, there doesn't seem to be any reports that give us any concrete data. It just seems like everything's all over the place, but when it is over, um, I hope that we can take the good uh, from this and, and the the new lens that we're getting, and hopefully we can, we can uh, act a little bit differently. You know, you brought up all of the service workers who are underpaid and uh, maybe even unappreciated right now. Um I I totally agree with that too. I every time I see the post uh the, the post office worker, whether I'm like shipping toilet paper to my grandmother or whether I'm going and getting my mail, I always go out of my way to be like, "Hey, thank you for doing what you do." Because like right now, the only reason the country is still able to function somewhat is because of people like you. And uh it's great to like see them light up with a smile and um yeah, you can just tell that they really appreciate uh uh being being appreciated. They appreciate the gratitude. So uh I, I guess what what do you think what do you think the world's gonna look like after this? I mean, for me, I look at stuff like all the Zoom meetings that are going on. I look at singer songwriters doing different things like uh online concerts. I look at um m- I used to go to the gym. Now I'm doing workouts from home. I'm considering dropping my gym membership. I don't think I will because I like the community, but you know, I think some of these things will stick. Do you have any any opinion on how the world's going to look when we get
1: back to whatever the new normal is? Well, you know, my guess is as good as anyone else's, or as bad as anyone else's. But it does seem that this will accelerate some trends that were already happening. Right, the trend toward uh, remote uh, working. You know, the location non dependent um, work, uh, you know, in the past, it's been, um, a lot of, uh, digital nomads, right? So when I was in Asia a few months ago, I was in Chiang Mai, there were lots of people working, lots of Westerners working in Chiang Mai, you know, doing coding or, you know, setting up internet sites or whatever. Um, I think that might shift a little bit away from international travel. If, Travel Mm -hmm. is going to be risky because of being cooped up in airplanes and all that. Um, But it might fuel uh, the trend toward moving out of cities and moving to small towns like the ones that you and I are in right now, where rent is a fraction of what it is in big cities. And uh, if you can do your meetings and do your work, independently, which a lot of people are figuring out how to do right now for the first time, you know, if you can keep doing that, then you don't need to be paying those big city rents and dealing with all the hassles of living in a city. You can find a small town with a high quality of life, low cost of living. And even if you take a pay cut, you're still come out ahead. Um, And of course, the kind of people who are listening to your show are already thinking about how to live better with less, you know. And uh, I suspect that that um, appetite for higher quality of life and lower consumption um, will just be accelerated and, and you know, more and more people are going to start looking at that.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, Melbourne and I, we, we talk about how, we've had conversations about how there's going to be this new, um, this new problem for, uh, for minimalism to solve. And we say often how the idea of living simple and the idea of minimalism, it's a very old idea, you know, thousands of years old, but it's an answer to, uh, these new problems that we have. And I think, yeah, I think you're, you're spot on. Like our audience is already kind of looking at how to live a more simple life. And I think this situation is, uh, making that even more evident. I know for me, like I just, look in the mirror and I, you know, I'm try to be really grateful for the life that I have prepared over the last 10 years. Um, not having any debt, uh, which is like, I, it's such a privilege to be able to say and simplifying my life is, has certainly helped me get through this better. And, uh, yeah, I, I know that people are naturally kind of going in that direction. Um, All right, man. Well, hey, I want to respect your time. I really appreciate you having this quick phone call with me. And yeah, man, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice, man. You're doing awesome work and um, I'm so glad to hear you're doing well in Colorado. And uh, yeah, man, you you stay safe and be well.
1: Thanks, brother. Hey, before we we hang up, I just want to ask you if you've ever read an essay called The Original Affluent Society. You ever heard of that?
0: No, I have not. I have not. if you uh... really,
1: yeah, let me recommend it to you and your listeners. It's it's by an anthropologist called uh, Marshall Salins, S A H L I N S. It was written in the mm-hmm. 60s. He was the first anthropologist to look at hunter gatherers and say, hmm, now these people, we've been calling them impoverished forever because they don't have many things. But when you actually look mm-hmm. at their quality of life, you see that they live extremely well. They have lots of free time, mm-hmm. lots of, um, you know, uh, community and friendships. Uh, they eat really well. Uh, they sleep a lot. Like all of, all these, you know, everything except physical possessions, they're doing really well. Uh, it's kind of like almost like a foundational text that, uh, you know, for you and your listeners to to consider, as you, you reminded me of it when you said that, you know, this is an ancient answer to a very contemporary problem. And it, you know, this minimalism goes back to the roots of our species. So I'll leave you with that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you take care of yourself, man. Thanks for doing this. You too. Stay safe. See you.